0: Welcome to the podcast, B2B Marketing, a guidebook for the classroom to the boardroom. My name is Uwe Siebacher and I'm happy to be your host. Hello everybody, this is Uwe Siebacher, I'm your host today again for the B2B Marketing Guidebook podcast. Today, I'm very happy and honored uh, to be joined by a thought leader in B2B Marketing, from London, Joel Harrison is running B2B marketing, the global organization and the famous Ignite events. Uh, Joel, welcome, uh, happy to have you. How are you?
1: I'm, I'm fantastic, it's lovely to speak to you today. Um, a bit busy in these strange times we live in, but you know, doing my best as everybody is.
0: for joining us. And uh, it was important for me to have this first episode with such a thought leader in B2B marketing, Joel. Maybe uh, for those of our listeners who are not familiar with with your organization or your person, please kindly describe your journey and your, your background
1: Okay, so I'm a journalist um, and I was writing about, been writing about marketing since I was at university. Um, I'll try and make this a brief version of the story because it's a very long version, but I appreciate no one's got time for that, so I'll try and do the brief version. Uh, 16, maybe 17 years ago, now I lose track. um, A university friend of mine um, and I had this bright idea to set up um, a a print publication called b2b marketing um that's what the era we were living in at the time everyone consumed information via print um we both were in marketing i was a journalist he was a, a marketer uh, we felt that um b2b was ignored in there were lots of marketing publications in the uk but b2b was ignored and we had this crazy idea and that thought well let's let's try it and see what happens and i thought well you know we're only here once it's a not a dress rehearsal and all of those things so we got some money um Borrowed some money from various people, savings, inheritances, a bit of a bank loan um, and we launched the publication and um It's been a long journey in that time. The publication has changed profoundly. We still have a print magazine, but it's quite a small part of what we do. It's quarterly. we got into events quite early on um, and um, we have a big awards program. But now these days we do training. We were much more around networking for CMOs and marketing directors. And we're seeking to help them connect with each other, understand the landscape and provide real high value content of our own. We're getting into the advisory space as well by allowing, giving people access to those kind of um, consultants who can help people do manage change. Um, so we're really excited to be, you know, we position ourselves at the kind of center of the B2B marketing world in the in the UK at least and, and increasingly in Europe and aspiring to be in the US. Um, and it's a very exciting dynamic place, particularly right now.
0: Throughout the last years, developing this B two B magazine and this organization, how did you anticipate the change in the area of B two B marketing? Uh, once you started, was did we talk about mar- or did you talk about marketing tech as we do today? What are the
1: changes you're facing? The changes are profound. It's almost unrecognizable as an industry. Um, when we started, um, it was very much around a great relationship with agencies and marketing as a kind of facilitator of, of, of tactical campaigns, B2B, uh, where it was recognized as a specialism was seen as very much the poor relation. Now it's not. Um, and, it's, and it's, it's so much better respected and understood. Um, there wasn't really any technology. We were still probably in the C installed um, CRM system days. Uh, there's this whole explosion of technology, but, and that's just, that's cause and consequence of a much better, understanding and appreciation of what marketing could and should be and and we're seeing that um seeing marketing in b2b companies playing a much more strategic role um the quality of the people involved is much more strategic and it's much it's, it's taking a role as a genuine driver of business growth and development whereas before it was a you know at best to sell a best to sell support function you know at worst i don't know if you had this expression in, in austria or in germany but Often marketing was called the colouring in department, you know, the children's colouring in department, or you know, um, it was responsible for booking golf days and things like that. And you know, fortunately, those days are gone mostly, but there's still a little bit of that that goes on.
0: Um, yes, uh, we we I know what you're trying to say. We we in our world it's called the department for colourful brochures and nice events, but I like your term more, uh, Joel. And I could not. Buy into what you saying more than that, and it shows what kind of a professional you professional you are. Uh, Joel, in regard to that change, what is the or how do you see the role of a modern B two B marketing manager? How does his job changes?
1: Do you mean a manager or do you mean a a CMO? Um, I'd cons-
0: The leaders, many people, or many organizations still don't have a CMO. That's another problem. So they're reporting to division management. So I'd call the, 80% of the people might not be a CMO in this privileged position. So we have operational marketing managers. How is their role changing or how would they need to change in order to be able to comply with the changes to really fulfill this new role of marketing as you
1: described it? Well, I think I think it's. I'm glad you qualified that, and and I'm sorry to. And I I agree, and I'm sorry to just to qualify it a little bit more. It'll help me answer the question more accurately. Um, We, you know, we I completely agree. We don't have CMO. CMO is a very American expression, and there and um, there aren't that many of them in the UK. Uh, There are much many more marketing directors. Um, Really, I'm talking about. I think what you're referring to, correct me if I'm wrong, is the senior marketing decision maker in any organisation or any function. And and so, um, yeah, uh, I think how their role is changing, I think they they need to have more strategic awareness in the organisation and understand what the organisation is directly seeking to achieve. And they need to position themselves as a driver for growth uh, for the organisation in the Mm -hmm. future. And that isn't always possible because some Mm -hmm. organisations are more open to that than others. Um, some, more of the, the, some of the um, attitudes to marketing and the um, resistance to change, or the expectations about how it will be delivered, um, is stronger in some companies than others. But I do believe if marketing isn't on that front foot, isn't actually driving for, driving change and seeking to engineer it and be a, a catalyst and an and an enabler of it, um, ultimately marketing it'll be a very unsatisfactory role for B2B marketers. So I think it's really important that, that you know you the marketers recognize that and strive to be in those progressive organizations and taking that leadership role.
0: You, you raised different aspects I would like to dive into a, bit, a little bit more. Our guidebook, on more than 500 pages, provides a lot of technologies about concepts and models, uh, which should uh, uh, guide and support our readers, our peer group, to be able to deploy concept at the right moment in time in regard to the majority of their organization. But if I understand you correctly, the marketing manager tentatively needs to be more a change manager. Isn't it there something, an area of competence, which we should be aware and enable the marketing managers to become more a change manager?
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's a that's a very good point. Um, and it doesn't come naturally to many people. And, and again, just to qualify, you know, in our, in our world, and I appreciate there might be a translational um, issue, you know, the marketing managers are the executional people. They deliver the marketing, they make it happen. The heads of marketing, the marketing directors, the VPs, they are the, the strategic position and there's some you know there's all shades of gray in between Um, does it come naturally to marketers to be change agents no I don't think it does I don't think it certainly hasn't done in the past um, but I think it's becoming more and more um, more and more marketers are recognizing the opportunity and the need to deliver that and also becoming frustrated by um, the alternative to being the catalyst to change is ultimately being somebody who is um, the agenda is set elsewhere and is and is driven and they're, what they're doing is driven by external events. If you're able to quantify um, and contextualise the change that needs to happen, you're much better able to steer the organisation in a way which is um, beneficial to yourself as 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 a professional, but also for the for the company and the organisation. And I believe that marketing of all the professions has the best perspective of of the market, of the customers, what they need, the competitor mindset. The other functions it's, it's the it's the most outward focused entity and function within the business, and no other no other um, function is better enabled than marketing to do that. So if anyone's going to do a marketing, should be doing it.
0: in regard to the majority of the organizations where we say the hypothesis that 80 percent do not have maybe a cmo right what and this is what i'm also thinking that the education system in regard to marketing wouldn't there need to be a change in order to equip the marketing managers the operational people with much more in-depth knowledge in regard to organization development structures Processes, basic id knowledge, in order to be able then on the sea level to communicate adequately with the people on the other side and to be understood and taken uh, as a hundred percent, and not not on the color color coloring childhood books or how you call it
1: <laughs> coloring <in> department, <laughs>
0: coloring in department, department, right? Wouldn't there also need to be a change in the development system, management development, education system, etc.? I
1: mean, I mean, yes, ideally yes, and I suspect, Uwe, um, I may be making some cultural uh, generalizations here. I suspect that somewhere like Austria and, and, and European countries are probably more organized and more better able to deliver on those things. In the UK, certainly, and my understanding of the US as well, um, there isn't very much investment in this kind of management training. And, and the best people tend to rise to the top almost in spite of the training and the awareness and the, and the, the help they get to reach those as echelons. If I think about the current kind of generation of marketing directors, VPs, and CMOs that I know in my our leaders group, we have a very active leaders group. Very few of them have had formal training in this stuff. It's about them picking them, is them having the um, intelligence, uh, and often it's the emotional intelligence as well to understand what they need to do to rise to the top and how they need to to, to navigate through the organisation and 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 be the person that. organization needs them to be and i'm not going to pretend it's very easy but i totally take your point ideally there should be a very structured learning management program and some larger corporates will have things like that Um, and i think about um companies like atos which are a bit more in the uk certainly are are quite organized Um, but generally people learn by osmosis um, and that doesn't make things very easy but that just Mm -hmm. tends to be the way it goes in my experience not ideal but that's reality
0: learning by doing right on the job So another point I would like to um, talk uh, to you about is that, um, and I think you initially mentioned that, that comparing our, our healthcare system uh, in like 20 years ago, this, the hospitals, they started to do, develop a, a new management uh, model. Where we have a, a business manager for the hospital running it on business wise and a medical, a matter expert expert through that running it jointly. Now, having said that, what we uh, realize is that there is still a problem, especially in b two b marketing in a very technically engineered, driven environment, that's still the the Godfin gray are still the uh, the 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 grayer and the the important guys who decide, but uh, people with an uh, business or economic background are not yet that seen as valuable as contributed organization. How do you think? How do you see this the situation, uh, do you see the same situation in the U.S. and the Anglo-American area? And what would you recommend or give us an advice based on your consulting background experience? What could we do as marketers to convince our engineering colleagues or highly appreciated and valued engineering colleagues to better understand that we could contribute something valuable, bring to the table, in, in the new environment what would be your
1: advice well i think the thing that i'm I, I, there's a lot of a lot in that and i might try and break that down i think i'm better able to ask the second question first because that was the more recent one i was trying to the second the second one is a very very good question and um you know people like you say engineering people financial people they don't necessarily there's a, there's a residual poor perspective of marketing which marketers need to overcome And I don't think there's a shortcut for this. I think it requires marketers to behave in a a, a certain way and market themselves. The best marketing is terrible at marketing itself internally.
0: Marketing is terrible at marketing itself internally. A strong message from a thought leader in B2B marketing, Joel Harrison, from B2B marketing in London. If you want to know what Joel thinks about the role of MarTech, if we marketers will all be replaced by IT guys and how the marketing organization of the future will look like, stay tuned and join me for the second part of this coffee talk with Joel Harrison. I'm your host and chief editor, Uwe Sehbacher. and can't wait to be back. Thanks for listening and don't forget to text me.